Hear ye, hear ye. The king has a message for you. If you will lay down the arms of your rebellion and you will swear fealty to your king, he will pardon all your treason. Thus saith the king. Well, now the complaint emails are going to start rolling in. I'm glad you said that, Derek. We're in a fishbowl. It's a fishbowl. I can't breathe underwater. Instead of hitting your job, why don't you pray for your coworkers? Truth bomb. Dude, where are you going? This is not over. We're still recording. When was the last time you got murdered for your faith? I'm going with Dever. No, he's not invited. I don't care. He's not coming on the he show. He's to come. He's not coming I've on the show. stacks and stacks of emails. You've got mail. And welcome to the podcast. Today is Wednesday, December 5th. <laughs> That's not your cue, man. We are, of course, the Hear You Kings. I for one cannot believe you just said that. <laughs> I'll flip this table right here, Derek. I'm not he's afraid. A, he's a socialist. He's straight up a socialist. Shut up, Sean the Crazy. That new translation for you. Oh, that's not even a translation. Dude, flat earth. I'm crazy. I'm crazy. You're crazy. Go crazy. Well, this is the only reason I read in third grade. Free pizza. Yes, they believe that. That's nonsense. And wake up, flat earthers, and hold on to your sundials, because this is not just a run-of-the-mill podcast. No, this is the Hear Ye Kings, proclaiming the gospel of the one true living king across the globe. I'm your host, J.D. Walker, and alongside me is, you've heard of AOC? This is the DDE. Oh, man, that's pretty good, Derek dude. Earl. <laughs> oh, Welcome. wow. And, oh, I'm sorry, I'm just super psyched today, because... This I can tell. Beautiful, breathtaking woman we have in the studio today. Oh my goodness! I can't even focus. Oh my goodness! I, well, I mean, I identify as a man, but <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm happy to welcome to the show my beautiful wife, Crystal. Hello, everyone. Say hello, Crystal. What up, Crystal? How you doing? <laughs> Thanks oh. for joining us today. Yeah, dude. Good stuff. Thanks for having me. It's gonna be fun. We're gonna have a good time. We'll have a good time. I'm excited. Derek's got a new laptop. Yeah. We're we're rocking. I know my old one went kaputz just right in the middle of the week. It was just like, you know what? And I know, you know what? As soon as now that we've said that, I know a certain individual that uh, we both, you know, have exchanged emails with over the last sure. couple of weeks is now going to give me all kinds of, oh, that's because you have an apple. Oh, Be boy. quiet, you. You know who I'm yeah. talking about. Don't even, yeah, you don't even have to write it. We, we, yeah, we, we got, got it. Got already. it. Save your email. Okay. <laughs> Save the jesters reading some stuff. <laughs> Goodness gracious. <laughs> Oh, good stuff, dude. How's your week? How's your week? It's been an awesome week. It's warming up and work's getting busy and I just, I, I love the summertime. I love spring. And yeah, dude. It is. It's been nice outside. It's so. been pretty good. I like it. Crystal? You? How's your week going, Miss Crystal? My week has been pretty fantastic. That's awesome. Nice. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Anything anything highlighted in there? Or just, mm-hmm. just a good week all around? Um... Well, I've been doing the keto diet. Oh, snap. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I had nachos for lunch today <laughs> oh that's not very how did, how did you do that we're on a modified version it <laughs> sounds like a wonderful version i've been on keto too and so i have not had nachos in a while although uh my wife made some like almond flour blueberry muffins and uh with like stevia for the sweetener and stuff so they're like Yum. full keto and they're actually really good like the very first time i tried it like i really liked it the very first time i tried it and then the next day like I, my my palate still hadn't really adjusted to kind of like anti sweets because I just hopped back on keto like last week and and uh, so and I usually sweeten my coffee up pretty good with like some artificial sweeteners which I know some keto people are a little eh about but whatever I don't care um, and so like I took a bite of the muffin and I was like oh yeah it's still kind of sweet and then I took a sip of my coffee it was really sweet and I was Whoa. like and, and then I took a bite of the muffin and I was like oh my gosh <laughs> this is not sweet <laughs> but over the over the week like they've actually gotten progressively better throughout the week so I had them today I was like wow I love these things so they're they're a big lifesaver so. For a guy who literally will crack open a bag of like uh, brownies that I've got in a Ziploc and just to sniff it, like, <laughs> just, to, just to get a good whiff of just like a whiff, okay. man. I just All need right. a whiff. <laughs> My shakes will stop. How much for a whiff? <laughs> it's so bad, dude. I mean, it's sugar can be crazy addicting, dude. It's unreal it is, how yeah. addicting sugar and carbs are. So when you kick them, it's uh, yeah, I go through like massive like yeah. can I say crackhead withdrawals on the air? <laughs> like yeah. I go through some serious <laughs> withdrawals for sugar dude, during the week. Be shaking and I, everything. I just ended up getting one of those Oreo Sensies. I just have that in the house. Oh. That's actually not a terrible idea. I wish my house would just smell like brownies and I wouldn't have to look like a weirdo sniffing a Ziploc. Oh. Mom, Dad's in the kitchen sniffing brownies again. Well, with that said, I think we should just go ahead and jump to this. Here we go. Welcome to the 
Oh boy, everybody. That's ETC. We got emails, things that annoy me, and Crazy Town. We got some fun Crazy Town this week, too. I'm excited. Yeah, dude, I am too. I am too. So we've got uh, our emails thing here. It just says test, test with uh, somebody in parentheses. <laughs> we got a test email this week. Did we? Remember, because last week we didn't have any emails. So I said, you know, just send us at least an email. Let me know it's working. Oh, wow. Send I didn't us realize a test that. Email. So one of our loyal listeners, Jay Workman, shout out to Jay. Way to go, Coming Jay. to you from Salt Lake City, working at the phone book company. Jay, thank you so much for sending us an email. That's Let awesome. us know that works. We appreciate you listening. I'll be sure to get you one of our Heary King's mugs. Just oh, yeah. <laughs> Good. She's laughing because she knows those don't exist. <laughs> Yet. <laughs> Yes. Uh, like our future listeners, we have future mugs that we will send you as soon as you write I'm in. I'm making a list. I'm good for it. I love it, dude. I love it. So he wrote in and said, test, test, huh? So he I, did. So for some reason, one of the jesters never told me about that. Jeez. What am I, second-rate kingship here? Going? Gosh, whatever. Things that annoy me. On top of that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're good. All right, so things that annoy me. Um, trolls. I love and, I, troll and, I and I don't mean the troll dolls. I actually really like those fat little troll dolls. They were kind of yeah, cool, man. Yeah, the hair that like mm-hmm. sticks straight up. And then, I don't know, the movie was kind of interesting. I felt like the movie kind of ruined those cool little troll dolls, though. I just wish there had been a bald one. Because the troll dolls were, I don't know, there was something about the troll dolls that seemed to lack like intellectual capacity. Well, that was just the way they looked. They were kind of dumb looking, you know, but they were just these awesome. But then they made the movie and they're like, because the hair fully or functional the creatures. Like, I don't know, dude. Anyway, not that kind of trolls, though. Trolls, like the kind of people who, like, when you post a video on Facebook or you post, like, an article to something or, or like, a, you know, whatever. And then people that comment that clearly didn't either watch it or read it, yes. they're just there to troll your, your post. And then they comment something ridiculous. Does this that, happen to you a lot? Oh, dude. All the time. Don't I've, you follow him on Twitter? Oh, I try not to. <laughs> <laughs> it's danger zone. <laughs> you gotta watch out for that. But no, seriously, like when you post like a video and it'll address say A, B, and C, right? And then somebody comments, well, actually, it's like you, you didn't read the full article because B completely addressed everything you just said and right. refuted it and then kicked it off. And I mean, like really? And But they just show up to, to do these trolls. So speaking of trolls and what kind of brought this to my mind was we got an email uh, this last week from one of the Salt Lake reps here f- that works with churches. And I guess they, there's this Who couple, uh, several of the pastors in the Valley oh. that are on a certain, you know, you SBC list or something. And I don't, well, I don't, I still don't know why my email address is on this list, but I keep getting these like emails from the SBC. Wow. Right. And uh, so it got sent out. And I'm not going to mention who sent it because I don't know if there's any sort of connection there if he doesn't want to know, but or if it's just like you know classified information or something. But uh, it was there's this couple that apparently is going around to churches, either calling them or actually physically going there, and then asking all sorts of like theological questions to the church. And if they don't answer them either oh, yeah. timely enough or or accurate I've, I've in the way that online. they yeah. That, or accurate in the way that they deem as accurate, then they go on like Google and post like these terrible reviews of your church. Yeah. Oh. And so they're like trolling churches like hardcore. Well, it's supposed to be like, a, on, like an Angie's list for church is, is what I think they think they're doing. I don't know, dude. But then then I found out, like I, you keep reading in this email and I guess the guy that, that sent it either did some digging or maybe it was in the source report that he had got. Uh, but they're, uh, they're from McCrazy's church, dude. Sean McCrazy, yeah. no, they're right no. up from his church. So yeah, that's what we're gonna call him from now on, because every time I call him by name, I get in trouble. So oh yeah, say, it's McCrazy. It's just <laughs> it's, gonna be McCrazy. Sean McCrazy. Just, just McCrazy. Yeah, dude. So they're they're from there. Anyway, so that's that's uh, something that super annoys me. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right, Crazy Town. And this week we've got some good Crazy Town, right? Yeah. Well, this the story just kind of hit hit close to home because. My wife was traveling recently, and it, it took her three or four days to get home because she was flying standby. Oh, that's right. She got bumped off those Tr- planes. Well, Trump and like stuff. grounded half the Ugh. airplanes out there because of the seven thirty seven situation. He did. He's the ground ALC. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Before this, <laughs> continuing train, before this train derails. <laughs> but anyways, I thought, what could be worse than you know getting stuck or getting bumped off a flight? How about a flight that goes five hundred twenty five miles in the wrong direction? Seriously. <laughs> so a British Airways flight that was supposed to go to Germany. Ended up going to from London, took off from London, and ended up in Scotland. No way. Yeah. Unreal. Dude. <laughs> they had like a incorrect flight plan, and the pilots were going with it. The traffic wow. controllers, were, everyone's just like, okay. Did they have like a layover so you could get off and kind of like hang out in Scotland for a while? No, it's then... just like doubled the trip. Oh. So then you're like, oh, now we're passing where we started. Okay, wait, where were they supposed to go? Germany. 
German. Okay, so they yeah, weren't so. like so they weren't going in like the complete opposite direction or something. Like well, it was it's like north and south here. Oh, I guess. Yeah. So where did it leave from? It said New York, London, London. So oh, they left London, New York. Went to Edinburgh, Scotland. Okay. And they were supposed to go to Dusseldorf. Oh wow, yeah, they were going in the other direction. For some reason, yeah. I thought they left True Chicago. Story. Wow, that's wild, dude. Yeah. That's so. crazy. Good stuff. Well, I, we got another crazy town here. Speaking of our little Miss AOC, um, so she, she, you know, she's been a big proponent of the Green New Deal. The Green New Deal. It's amazing stuff. Uh, Mitch McConnell wanted to do a vote on it, which I thought was hilarious because if you watch the video, I think we mentioned it in our midweek uh, a while back. He was just like, "Yeah, we should totally take a vote on this, you know, to see how everybody <laughs> feels about the." And then he smiles. <laughs> I almost want a new deal. I, I mean, the look on his face is so priceless because it's like he doesn't smile for anything. Good old cocaine Mitch. He's just straight faced. Did you just say cocaine Mitch? <laughs> That's what his nickname is. Oh, his I didn't nickname. Know that. Yeah. <laughs> he never smiles for anything. And then and then he's standing there before TV cameras. And he goes, "So we're going to uh, take a vote." on uh, the Green New Deal <laughs> and see how Americans really feel about the Green New Deal. And he's like smiling because you know it's like, bro, you're trolling her hard right now. And so they take a vote. And, you said uh, you didn't like trolls. Well, I like that kind of troll. <laughs> but he trolled her so hard, dude. So they take a vote in the, in the Senate. It's like 56, 57 members or whatever it is. And uh, all of them... No one voted yes. No one. They didn't get a single yes. Every Republican obviously voted no. And then there were two or three Democrats that voted no. And the rest of the Democrats, even the ones that claimed to support the Green New Deal, all voted present. So so it didn't get a single passing vote. So it, it was rejected just immediately. That's rough. So not That's rough. one yes, which I thought was just hilarious. Well, Did you get guys like Booker who were like, "Yeah, this is a wonderful incentive and a bold move for yeah. you know progressives," and and even he voted present. So I just thought that was just absolutely. Well, and that's why I love wonderful. Senator Mike Lee from Utah down oh on the floor making goodness, fun. Oh my goodness, dude! He had so, Reagan on a Velociraptor. <laughs> that I was want hilarious. That I'm putting that poster in our bedroom. Right? Yes, <laughs> I. I mean, I'm watching this clip on Twitter America. and I'm thinking, is this real? Did somebody like doctor this up? And it's a like that was. What his presentation no, it wasn't doctored. was. It's literally Reagan on a Velociraptor. Yeah. It wasn't doctored. No, it's not doctored at all. He's, oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Reagan was never, I can, well, maybe. He was that good. He was the greatest. <laughs> he was the greatest. That's right. We're going to get hate mail from a couple of people right now, too, because I know some anti-Reagan folks are listening to this. Oh, goodness. But yeah, he was on a Velociraptor. What was the next one? The next one was him on, what are those creatures called? They're like snow Arctic creatures. It was something from Aquaman. <laughs> no, no, there was the Aquaman one where he's on like this fish thing, but there was another one. It looks like he's I on. Didn't see that one. It looks like he's on a Star Wars like you know weird giant half horse half ostrich creature. They Those haven't like polar bear things with like the ram horn. Kind of. It, it was kind of like that. It looks real funky. It looks like an emu, but Narnia. I don't know. <laughs> 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 I mean, we might as well be in Narnia at this point. I mean, the Green New Deal is that crazy. So I couldn't believe that, though. He got up and yeah. gave this genuine, and then, of course, AOC bit, dude. He was just bait, hook, and she bit, because she was like, oh, this is ridiculous. If he could become a senator, anybody could. And it's like... You don't, you don't realize he was he was righteously mock, mocking you. Yeah. Like, it was a full-blown mockery of, of your seriousness of the Green New Deal. He gives up and gives a serious presentation with Reagan on a dinosaur, <laughs> and you think that he's for real? And it's like, wow, over your head, completely, AOC. Goodness gracious. God bless but, Reagan. Yeah, another news, dude. Jesse uh, Smollett's charges were dropped. Did I say his name right? I don't Is know it Jesse or Jesse Smollett or Jesse, Jesse Smollett? Just small. I don't even know how to say this guy's name. Anyway, charges are dropped. I saw a fun meme that a certain individual sent me. It says, uh, well, his charges were dropped. I hope he doesn't beat himself up over this. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I almost could do another midweek episode just on that guy. Man. It probably could, dude. Charges against him were dropped? Yeah, because he he filed a false police report and he had all this. Yes, yeah. How did they drop? They dropped the charges against him. That's yeah, crazy. yeah. He's got some serious privilege. I wish I had some of that. Yeah, mm. right. I yeah. wish. Sounds like great privilege to well, be had. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> oh well, before we get too much trouble <laughs> talking about this, we're gonna jump to commercial. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Looking for a new t-shirt? Look no more. Head over to TheologyAttire.com. That's TheologyAttire.com. A brand company started by three friends with a mission to create jobs for evangelical missionaries and to be a blessing to local church plants. So whether you want a shirt with a catchy phrase like make Christianity great again, or you just want a shirt with your favorite theologian's face on it, Theology Attire is what you're looking for. And if you're listening to this right now, you are in luck. When you check out at TheologyAttire.com, put in the promo code Here Ye Kings. The promo code 
Hear Ye Kings, all one word, and get 20% off your entire order only at TheologyAttire.com. It's theology on a t-shirt. Woo! So. Man, I can breathe now. I just said that so fast, dude. That was crazy. That one, Derek. Huh? Did you take out the rubbish? No. No? Why not? Well, I'm listening to this new podcast. New what? A podcast. What in the blazes is that? It's this new epic Christian podcast called Hear Ye Kings. Hear Ye what? Hear Ye Kings. Hear Ye Kings? Yeah, Hear Ye Kings. They talk about theology and politics and how to tell people about Jesus. Jesus? Yeah, Jesus. Yeah? I was praying to Jesus this morning. He said he had a message for you. Yeah? Yeah. He said, take out the filthy rubbish. Tune in to the Hear Ye Kings, an epic Christian podcast and highlight of your week. New episodes every Monday. But don't forget to take out the rubbish. So funny story, I uh, had to stop for a minute before we started recording and take the trash out because <laughs> one of that dude. commercial sounds oddly familiar. <laughs> well, I have to thank you, miss, for recording that with us. <laughs> I thought if I don't take it now, I'm going to have to pause in the middle of the podcast Be able to run do downstairs. Can you give us the take out the filthy rubbish line? Take out the filthy rubbish. Look at that. It's amazing. It's like she's here with us and Henry. 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 <laughs> Oh, thank you so much, Miss Grizzle. That was a great commercial. I really appreciate it. Thank you. It was fun. You're good, Steph. You're good, Steph. So in addition to being a famed radio voiceover actress, <laughs> tell us about yourself, Crystal. <laughs> well, I do not take out the trash at my house. Oh, no. I know. It's my oh, job. No. <laughs> That's democracy. <laughs> <laughs> I do everything else, though. Awesome, awesome. So, but La- laundry and all the other fun stuff. I am the laundress, dustress. Yeah. Is that what you call a person? A dustress? <laughs> the dusteress. The dustress. <laughs> the bed makeress. Yeah. That uh, would be the mattress. The mattress. <laughs> <laughs> That's where they came up with that word, I guess. They think of my feet. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. That's true because it's not called the Martha wrist. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. I have to shout out to my wife, too. She, she just does some mad laundry at our house because we got five kids. And so that's Ooh. a lot of laundry, man. So thank you so much. And four Mrs. of them Earl. are boys. Oh, yeah. I have brothers, man. Yep. Oof. Yep. And one, one of them, too, is a little bit of a neat freak. He'd be like looking at a pair of jeans, like, oh, I looked at them. I think they're dirty now. Oh. <laughs> Throw it in the dirty clothes. Like, are you kidding me, dude? Wear those. How, Come on. That's how Maddie is. Yeah. I picked it up to pull out the pair of pants underneath it. So that means they're I dirty. touched it. They're dirty. <laughs> I know. It's so rough. <laughs> are you kidding me? Uh, um, all right, well, Josiah, what are we doing? So we're talking through the 20 basics of the Christian faith. We're going to be talking about what is the resurrection today. Oh, boy. So if you'd like to follow us along, you can go to www.hearyekings.com slash Christian Basics. Sweet. What do you have to click on? Is it a, is it a heresy photo this time? I don't even know. I'm afraid to look. Uh, I think it's just the open tomb photo. So if you're there, hearyekings.com slash Christian Basics and... Uh, says, what is the resurrection? I think the picture is a, an empty tomb or like an, a rolled stone off the tomb. Good stuff. Click on it. You can follow the outline and everything. Get the all our verses. The tomb is empty. Sweet. All righty, dude. Well, let's so. jump right into it. What is the resurrection? So, I mean, obviously we're talking, uh, if you've been following in the along with the series, we've dealt with election. We've dealt with, you know, a whole list of things from who is Jesus and and what is death and what is sin. And, and so we know that from last week, what is the atonement? That Jesus had to die for sin. Uh, but it didn't end there. That wasn't the end of the story. He didn't just die and stay dead, which is what makes uh, really the atonement um, one that was valid, one that was that actually meant something. That wasn't just sort of okay. He died for me and then stay dead. So that doesn't really do anything. He has to 
to beat death, he has to overcome death. And so to do that, obviously, he has to be raised from it's the from pivotal death. part of the story. Yeah, it really is. It's 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 kind of the highlight or or like the apex of of all of uh, the Bible and this this that Jesus dies and and right on that same hill there, you know, you have him. Uh, raising uh, from the dead. And, and then, of course, there's all sorts of conversations about the Trinity, whether he raised himself or did God raise him. Uh, but we're going to get into all of that. Uh, the resurrection, that is the, the raising of, of Jesus. Pro- yeah, there's been a lot of prophets, but only one's come back from the grave. That's right. Well, there's some argument about that, too. They're like, well, other people came back. It's like, no, not other people weren't resurrected. Other people were res- resuscitated, like Judas. Uh, not Judas. Whoa, <laughs> My bad. Definitely not Judas. <laughs> not Judas. He hung on a tree and died. He's gone. Um, Lazarus. Sorry, Lazarus. A lot of people say, oh, Lazarus was resurrected. No, Lazarus was resuscitated. Uh, he, he was brought back and then died again, mm-hmm. right? So he's not still wandering around. So that's not a resurrection. A resurrection is to come back from death, not to die again, to never, to, to, to live Eternally after that, I had to be resuscitated when I met Crystal because she just dropped me dead in my tracks with those amazing looks. I'm sorry, Derek. This is gross. It's okay. Henry had to be resuscitated too after she killed him for not taking out the trash. <laughs> oh. So you can find the resurrection story in Matthew 28, verses 1 through 20. Oh my goodness, you can. That's what my Bible tells me. <laughs> That's good. Uh, well, in 1 Corinthians uh, 15, 53, it says, For the perishable body must put on the imperishable, and this mortal body must put on uh, immortality. So it's talking a little bit about entering uh, into the kingdom of God, entering into heaven, not the kingdom of God in the sense that the kingdom is here, but the eternal kingdom afterwards that we refer to like as heaven or uh, when heaven joins earth and we have the eternal state there, um, that the perishable body must put on imperishable. So it, it, uh, it deals a little bit with like sort of when we're resurrected, it's not just a resurrection into sort of, sort of like spirit realm. Like Jesus came back and he didn't come back as just a spirit. Right. He came back with a body. Right? And it was an imperishable body, so which is the first part of that verse. For the imperishable body must put on the imperishable. Mm-hmm. Imperishable, and then you know the word body there is obviously implied. So Jesus had an imperishable body. He still ate. Like he shows back up, he eats food. Um, he he walks through a wall, which is actually which is pretty mind blowing, given that he has a, a tangible physical body. So we got to wrap our minds around that one. Um, but he also says here, yet the mortal body has to put on immortality. So it's a body that that doesn't decay and degrade anymore. Too. So there's a whole uh, physical aspect to this new heavens, new earth that we're going to be entering into and that Jesus has, has been the first of, that he was resurrected and came back with this imperishable, immortal body. It's pretty cool. So the results of that, that's what I think Dr. Grudem gets into next, right? For sure. Wayne talks about the verse. Oh my gosh, Romans you just six, called him 11, Wayne. I get, I get in trouble for calling him Wayne and you do it, no problem. No, no, no. <laughs> Shows you who's in charge around here. Go ahead. Uh, the dude with the sword. Romans 6, 11 through 14. So you also <laughs> must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body to make you obey its passions. Do not present your members to sin as instruments for unrighteousness, but present yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and your members to God as instruments for righteousness. For sin will have no dominion over you since you are not under the law but are under grace. Awesome. So there's a lot there, dude. I don't know if you want to try to unpack That's heavy all stuff. that. I, basically, I mean, there's nothing I could do on my own, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Death, death would take over if it hadn't been Christ stepping in for us. <clears throat> yeah, that's right. He really draws like sort of a black and white picture here in 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 the sense that like there's a defined line between uh, sin and the mortal body and then righteousness where you're where you're freed from that and this immortal body that we're going to have, right? Sin no right. longer has dominion over you. You're no longer under the law, you're under grace. Uh, it, it's you're you're dead to sin, alive in God. So there's this back and forth that he says it's not this, it's this. In no way are they blended at all. So we're not going to be raised from death and then have any kind of leftover of, of our old former self. Like this will sure. finally be the, the moment that we've kind of, in a sense, been looking forward to, that we've been given a glimpse or a preview of now as Christians, right? So as Christians, when we uh, when God saves us, he rescues us from that sin, but we're still in the flesh. We still struggle with it. We still it. struggle. And so there's kind of this hangover period right. a little bit. I don't I don't mean it in like the alcoholic sense, but like there's this there's this interim period where we're kind right. of we're striving to be like Christ, but we're still 
sinners, right? right. And then at the resurrection, um, th- there's a severing, a, f- a full and final severing of, okay, you're no longer under sin at all. It doesn't taint you at all. It doesn't stain you at all. You're, you're brand new, which, right. is, uh, which is beautiful. Hallelujah. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Got any, got any thoughts on any of this, Miss Crystal? I think it's going to be pretty cool that there will no longer be temptation to do the things that we know we shouldn't and don't want to do, you know, mm-hmm. like have nachos when you're on the keto diet. <laughs> I mean, Just be able to eat nachos all the time anyway. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, it's like how Paul says, I do the things I don't want to do and I don't do the things I want to do. And that's something that every human, like no matter how, every Christian, no matter how, um, righteous and godly you are or unrighteous and in need of sanctification you are we all struggle with that yeah and so the idea that that won't be a struggle at all oh well that's mind-blowing i mean can you, I, I can't fathom an, an existence like a world where all the temptations that really do i mean they, they show up every single day i mean from the moment you wake up to the mm-hmm. moment you go to sleep that there's something going on whether it's a food temptation uh or you know whatever you can fill in the blank to live in an existence in a life where you don't feel that, where mm-hmm. it's just like, wow, I don't feel tempted to sin. All I want to do is be like Christ and 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 yeah. sort of have his heart like in you to say that like you just want righteousness, you want goodness, you want things that are good and perfect and pure and 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 you know, holy in the sight of God. Mm-hmm. And to not have any sort of tug. Like I don't know what that would be like. That's that's gotta be it'll be sort of weight lifted, you know, just off of you yeah. in, a, in a way that you can't describe, I don't think, on, on this end of things. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. All right, some of the other results here that Dr. Grudem Scott, he references Acts chapter 1, verse 8, says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witness in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Now, obviously here he's not uh, dealing strictly with your resurrected self, but the resurrected um, kind of spirit that's in you when you become a Christian. So this right. deals a little bit with conversion. It's not so much physical resurrection after death. Uh, but when you uh, are converted to Christianity by you know the saving grace of God, uh, you'll receive the power of the Holy Spirit. This this Holy Spirit that shows up, that showed up to these people here in Acts, which when they were starting the, the church in the first century, uh, and he stayed with them even to the ends of the earth, from Jerusalem to Judea to Samaria, all the way to the ends of the earth, uh, the Holy Spirit's with you. Um, and that same Holy Spirit, I think the reason he references this is because he says this, the Spirit that's in you is the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead. Right? right? So if, if, it, if the Spirit can raise Jesus from death... From being dead in a tomb for you know three days, and and you have that same Holy Spirit living in you as sort of a uh, a manifestation of of the changing work that God has done in you, and so it's your power. Like I, I haven't quite wrapped my mind around that one yet because I don't feel like I can walk around you know and like nachos come right you know <laughs> but you know we're like. It's extra body fat shrink. <laughs> you know, like I don't have that kind hair of power. grow. Hair grow. Man. I totally want to be like, so what's your Holy Spirit superpower, Derek? <laughs> that would be so amazing, dude. It's like I have the power of the Holy Spirit. What's yours do? <laughs> JD's just sitting there like, man, what is happening? No, I was thinking about this other meme I saw this week of a couple faith healers. And they both had glasses on. It was like, we're faith healers. Pay no attention to the fact that we're wearing glasses. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right, dude. Oh, man. If I had a faith superpower, it would be, I already took out the trash with my mind. <laughs> Something along those lines. I told I the know. trash to take itself out. I told out. the trash to take itself out. <laughs> oh, Romans 4.25 says... Uh, who was delivered up for our trespasses and raised for our justification. So he's dealing again with Christ here, so that Christ was delivered up for our trespasses and raised for our justification. So that's that was a result of this resurrecting power. Uh, Christ was literally raised. It wasn't... Um, it wasn't even just for the sake of like himself coming back from the dead, but it says he was delivered for our trespasses and raised for our justification. Right. So when he died and was and the atonement took place, which is what we dealt with last week, he died for our trespasses, for the areas that we've sinned, right? So he dies for that. Right. And then he's raised for our justification to show that we are now justified before God. It's not just that all the sins were erased, but now we have justification on top of it. 
right. that we have righteousness to be justified before God, uh, and that comes through the power of his resurrection. So there's a whole package deal going on here. It can't just be that Jesus lived a perfect life. Right. That's fantastic, but it can't just be that. Which is amazing on its own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, seriously, yeah. like like we mentioned earlier, I mean, imagine what it would be like to live a life where you don't feel tempted to, to sin, and then take a step further and say, well, Jesus was tempted to sin his whole life and still didn't. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, that's mind-blowing, too. So, But it wasn't just that. It's not just that Jesus lived a perfect life. It's not just that he died on the cross. It's not just that he was resurrected, but it was all three. Mm-hmm. So he, he lives a perfect life. He dies a brutal death for uh, the sins of others. He didn't deserve it. Mm-hmm. And, then he's, and then he's raised, yeah. which is mind-blowing. defeats death. Yeah, Dr. Grudem talks about it in the book on page 77. He says, when God raised Jesus from the dead, he was affirming Jesus' work on our behalf. He was demonstrating his approval of Jesus' work of suffering and dying for our sins. He was affirming that Jesus' work on our behalf was complete. The penalty for sin was paid, and therefore Jesus did not need to remain dead any longer. That's right. He paid the price. He did it. That's pretty good. everything. Yep. 1 Corinthians 6. Uh, 14 says, and God raised the Lord and will also raise us up by his power. So there we have a promise right. uh, from God via Paul writing to the Corinthians. And he says, and God's, God raised the Lord and he will also raise you up by the same power. Which so, is so awesome. It's yeah. not just about Jesus raising from the dead. That's right. That's right. We get, to, we get a part in this too, which is amazing. All right. So the next part about this is Jesus's ascension. Which, uh, man, to me, I'm just going to say it. it's mind-blowing. This dude flew away. <laughs> like, that's just so wild to me. He gets up out of the grave, and then it's not just like he slowly kind of vanishes like in the movies. Mm-hmm. The dude just flew up. He just went up and then disappeared because the cloud says the clouds covered over him. Like I'm, Superman? I'm like, like man, what an outro. Like, seriously, dude. <laughs> like, quite Jesus, the mic you drop. came up with an awesome ending to like, like, hey, guys, be back a little bit. Poof! <laughs> just like zoomed up. Like that's just epic. Oh, <laughs> uh, because I mean, which try try telling that story. Seriously, I mean, just I, hey, I, just, I, I, I came couldn't... to see Jesus. Well, he's gone. Well, where would he go? Did he go left, right? He'd... He, he went, went up. up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just amazing. I try to think all these movies where, like, at the end, you know, the person that's been mysterious in the movie, like, is gone. You know, they, they wrap the movie up somehow. And usually it's because, like, the person wakes up and, and they realize they're missing or they're, they're not there anymore. Like, oh, and there's a note left or something. Or, or they do the whole slowly fade away, vanish. But nobody just, like, I'm going to fly straight up until you can't see me. Just That's just epic. And the fact that that happened, <laughs> it's not a movie, that it actually happened, it's awesome. Okay. You got Acts 1 Acts. 3 says he presented himself alive to them after his suffering by many proofs, appearing to them during 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. What an amazing 40 days. Seriously. And that's not just like he showed up and was around for a half hour. Hey, I'm back. I'll see you. I gotta run. Dude, this is over a month. I've got an Uber outside. Yeah, but, that's over a month. So it's yeah. not like, oh, guess what? He rose and okay, he's outside the tomb and Mary and Mary and. Apparently, Sama, Somali, Salami, Salami. and got, Joanna. Yeah, I've got to read Mark because apparently there's this chick named Salami in there that I've missed every time. Just don't buy one of those bargain Bibles like Crystal has. I, I don't know. Shame on you. <laughs> and if you're listening to this and you know this person's actual name and we're pronouncing it like a deli meat and it's not, please help us out. <laughs> what a terrible legacy for this gentleman. Goodness gracious. So it's not just that he shows up uh, there at the, at the tomb and and then does his ascension. He he sticks around for four days. That? No, he didn't raise from the dead. Yeah, he's still here. He did. Yeah. Here he I is. I mean, that's unbelievable. 40 days. That's pretty wild. Luke chapter 24, verses 50 and 51 says, And he led them out uh, as far as Bethany, and lifting up his hands, he blessed them. While he blessed them, uh, he parted from them and was carried up into heaven. So there's this poof, up into the air, like just amazing moment right there at the end of Luke that Luke gets an account of. Uh, well, he didn't actually have an account of it but because he wasn't there, but he's telling the story. So he parted from them and was carried straight up into heaven. It's just awesome. It's crazy. All right, 1 Corinthians, what do we got? 1525 says, For he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. Oh, boy. I could get into this verse in, some, <laughs> in a whole bunch of other ways, but... Well, well. I'm not going to do that. But, but here, here's, here's where I, what the, the piece I want to grab out of this first. While I could go to a whole bunch of like, you know, millennial concepts of this, uh, millennial in the sense, not in the idiot young people sense. <gasps> no, not a, I'm that's, a millennial. I can say that. That's jesters at hearyoukings.com. <laughs> jesters at hearyoukings. Uh, it says, for he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. Now, wh- really what's happening here is you have Jesus. He, he didn't just float off. And now he's okay, he's, he's just floated off and he's gone. 
He's right. doing something, actively doing something. Uh, it says here that he's raining. According to Audio Adrenaline, he's preparing a big, big house for me. That's right, with lots and lots of room. I love that song. Yeah. And, and like football and a table and I don't know, there's a whole bunch of other stuff. But you know, I did hear something really interesting about uh, sort of the idea that he's gone to prepare a place. Like that's that's, that's a thing in the Bible, right? The verse says he goes to prepare a place for you. Now, how it took him a grand total of six days to create everything that exists from creation. So day one, you know, let there be light. And then by day six, we've got, you know, Adam and Eve walking around, all the animals and everything's here. Okay, we're all, we're all here. Six days, he created the entire universe. And then it says... So here later, that he goes to prepare a place. If that's what he's actively doing, and it's been 2,000 years, Damn. I want to know what this place is like. Because it's like, God, you created the universe in six days, and 2,000 years later, you're still making something. <laughs> like, what are you making? I, 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 ironically, <laughs> it's taken me 2,000 years to take out the rubbish. So. <laughs> well, it's a little bit like when your kid goes in a different room, and you don't hear anything for a while. Ooh, and then you kind of go... What are you doing? Like you pause the TV or you know whatever it is you're doing. You listen you kinda, up. Yeah, and you listen. All of a sudden, you're like, "Why haven't I heard you? You know, scream or cry or complain or whatever in the last 20 minutes?" Like, and of course, you you know you go back there and they've got you know marker all over the wall and you know the dogs hanging out the window or something. I don't know. But <laughs> like, you just never know what children are doing. But it's a little like that. It's like Jesus, you've been gone for right. for two millennia, and we we haven't heard from you in a new sense we've got you've got your word here but but right. in a new sense like we haven't heard anything new so what are you doing <laughs> and uh, so anyway that's kind of cool but and it says here that he's reigning he's right. ruling and reigning and he's putting enemies under his feet and he's going to do that until all enemies are under his feet so boom that's that's my uh my take on the millennium i think yeah. i think things are getting better he's putting stuff under his feet we'll, we'll awesome. cover that in our sunfire series but <laughs> romans eight nineteen says for the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of god and that's where we're at i mean we're just waiting like yep, i have anticipation at. for yeah eager coming. longing yeah i love that term eager longing what do you think miss crystal you got any thoughts on eager longing <laughs> 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 he, he eagerly been waiting for eagerly me to been waiting for to take out the trash. It uh it makes me think of my grandma. She's going to be 96 this year. Mm -hmm. And um I used to live with her and her twin sister for a while when I was a teenager. And at bedtime they would say, "Good night, love you. Lord willing, we'll see you in the morning." Mm. And I, at one point I was like, why do you always say Lord willing? And, you know, my grandma was like, well, you know, it's up to God whether we wake up or not. And then fast forward another 10 years in my late 20s, early 30s, and my grandma was like, sometimes I say, you know, God, I've, I've done it all. So if you want to bring me home tonight while I'm asleep, that'd be great. And wow. <laughs> it was like, I'm ready. <laughs> that's the whole like eager longing thing. You know, you get to that point where you're, you yeah. know, late eighties, early nineties. You're like, I just want to be home. Just bring me home. You know? I know. So that's probably why I'm getting some gray hair in my beard, dude. I'm, I'm ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> like eager long. <laughs> yes, that's where the gray is coming Maybe. from. Maybe. I don't know. Derek, I, I Derek really just knows there's though. a pirate ship waiting for him. Well, I know a lot of people don't like to like, the, as you you know get into your 30s and then 40s, 50s, you know, all I hear is stories about how like people are not looking forward to the next birthday because they're like, oh, I'm getting older. I could not wait to turn 30 because to me that was like, Awesome. I'm one year closer. It sounds morbid, but it's like I'm one year closer to going home. I don't know, man. Mm -hmm. Like this is. Crystal told me today I'm middle aged. How did that happen? Maybe he is. She's yeah, like, we're middle-aged. You're 35. Is 35 middle-aged? 35 to 55 is considered middle-aged. That's a big middle. Or to 54, and then 55 and up is, the only word I can think of is geriatric. What is it? Senior citizen. Senior citizen. <laughs> oh, man. Yikes. I don't even know That's what's going jesters on. jesters at Harry <laughs> <Jesus>. King. <laughs> jesters will take all your questions, comments, and complaints. <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh, wow. Well, I am eagerly longing to uh, to get home. I love my kids. I love my wife. I love the house. I love the dog. I love kind of the, everything that's kind of going on in life. But but I still, uh, I don't know, a little bit like Paul. Like Paul says, you know, to live, it's Christ because it's awesome. We get to share Christ. We get to live in the glory of Christ. We get to mm -hmm. experience Christ's forgiveness and grace every single day and to live as Christ. But to die is, is still it's gain. gain. Yeah. And he says, he says, you know, I, I do. I long to go home. He goes, if I'm here, that's awesome. But I, I really can't wait. And so yeah. I, I guess I... Uh, you know, in whatever capacity I'm capable of feeling that, like I, I do. I, I'm looking forward every year that I have a birthday 
it's, uh, I, I, I don't have, honestly, I can say I don't have the whole, oh, I'm getting older. I, I really, every year I'm like, yes, another year closer. <laughs> I mean, it sounds really weird, but like, it's the only way I can it's describe like it. It's a prison sentence. Oh, uh, kind of, but it's, I don't even know if it's, it's not that. I mean, I really am excited. It's like, it's like, I know that at some point in time, and because, I mean, I've had grandparents, you know, they've passed away and, and my parents are getting older. If you're listening to this, you're still young and beautiful. Don't worry. But yeah, you're getting older. And, uh, <laughs> But I can't wait. Like it's, it's. I don't know. I guess the reality of as you get older, the reality of death becomes a more, more of a an apparent reality, and it doesn't scare me, man. I'm just excited. Yeah. So don't worry. I'm not gonna jump off anything. <laughs> not that I'm kind of reality. Home, I'm coming Jesus. home. <laughs> no. Splat. To live, to live is Christ. <laughs> to live is Christ. Uh, alrighty, guys. We got some questions here. Uh, let's see. Who were the first witnesses of the resurrection? I want to find this verse. I want to meet Salami. Here we okay, do go. We have, do we have a, a verse reference for Mrs. Uh, Deli Meat? Mrs. Deli Meat? I think it was a dude. <laughs> when I get to heaven. If it's no, a dude. No, it's a woman because oh. it's the group of women that helped prepare his body for the grave. So it was. I just know when I get to heaven, she's going to slap me. <laughs> Like, really? You come here as deli meat? It's with, bouquet, with like a, not bucket. With You're like forgiven. a pepperoni tube. Okay. You got it? Um, It is, so it's Mark or Mark or Luke. Give me half a second. Very good. I'm going to look it up, too. I'm going to pull up, pull up the old Bible app. Because I've read, like, so many different, uh, uh, you know, just, I feel like I, I'd read all of the, the resurrection uh, accounts, you know, throughout the Gospels. And I, I don't know why I always just, maybe it's just because I've kind of speed read it or something, but... Uh, I, I never came across the salami. I, at least it just didn't recall in my mind. I'm thinking, like, really? Is that... Well, you also forgot Joanna. I think it's because you just have a thing for Mary's. Oh, I definitely don't. Uh, <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. While we're looking this up, this is a great reminder to have your Bible out. Oh, you know, be right. sure don't just go with what we're saying, oh, but my dive goodness, into God's right here. Word. So it's Mark. Mark 16. Yeah. It says, when the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and... Is it Salome or Salami? It's probably Salome because that sounds way more Hebrew, yeah. but I'm going with Salami. Shalom. <laughs> so, Shalom. Shalom. So, I like Salami, too. I like Salami. I really like Salami. Salome. So, you guys are making me hungry. Then in... <laughs> I can have Salami. I'm on keto. <laughs> oh, let's see here. So there's another reference to somebody else? Uh, Yeah. So then in Oh, Of Luke, course, fitting. Salami brought the spices. Sorry. Look at that first. That's amazing. <laughs> a little oregano. A little mayo. <laughs> uh, so in Luke 24, you have Joanna. Oh, boy. Let's see if I... Where, where's that? You know the verse? We got a verse 24, yet? 24, 8, 9, 10. 8, 9, and 10. No, and they, just 10. Just okay. 10. Now it was Mary Magdalene and Joanna and Mary, the mother of James, and the other woman... And salami. The they didn't know how to pronounce her name either. They didn't want to offend her. Uh, how do you write and, this? Uh, so the other woman who brought the spices. The spice lady. <laughs> the spice lady. Oh, spice girls. We're on to something. It was sandwich artisan. Okay. <laughs> oh man. Okay. We should totally open up a deli called Salome. It's biblical sandwiches. The Mark Sixteen Deli. Take out the rubbish. Sixteen. Oh mercy. All right. Why? So, why is it significant? I, we I bring never up, answered who saw. Well, yeah, well, what, we don't need to worry about who Salami is. But it, so the no, first but question was Mary is: Mary, the first person the, that Jesus appeared to. Yeah, the first witnesses, the, the very first right. witnesses, were Mary, right. Mary, Mary, the mother of James, and then Mary Magdalene, okay. Deli Meat, and Joanna. I, I wasn't sure if we ever got there. So okay, so we've got those four uh, are the are the very first ones, and usually it's all most people retell the story as Mary and Mary. So apparently there's these two others there. That's cool. You guys are appreciated, but I'm gonna stick with Mary and Mary for a minute, just for the sake. I'm Daryl. This is my other brother, yeah. Daryl. 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 <laughs> we got Mary and Mary. They're there. The Marys, and Marys show up, and uh, they see uh, Christ for the first time after the resurrection, right? And uh, initially they they think he's one of the gardeners. Like in in one of the accounts, they're like they, they thought he was the gardener. Like, what'd you do with the what'd you do with the body? Awkward. And yeah, and then and then as he approaches, they realize who it is as he speaks, and he, he says, you know, don't you recognize me? And like, look, look, it's me. And uh, why is this significant though? Why is it significant that the very first witnesses are a group of females? Culture, culture, yeah. culture. What do you think? What do you think, Miss Crystal? Because in those days, the opinions of women were, or, I mean, women were not, women were, um, 
what's another word for less than? Not so, they were inferior, inferior to men. Yeah. And so if you had a group of women that said, we saw this miraculous, unbelievable thing, for the most part, people are going to go, no way, you're crazy. Mm-hmm. And, um, and just not believe them and shun the whole thing. So then right. when these women go and they run and they get Simon Peter and start telling all the disciples and, you know, and Peter runs back to the tomb and he sees it. And then he comes back and he's like, these girls aren't lying. Yeah. He is gone. Yeah. You know? And so to have a group of women come and say, we saw this. Mm-hmm. And then to have a man say, they're right. That yeah. is huge because if it was going to be something that was falsified, something that they were making up, they wouldn't even involve women because immediately it reduces the credibility of the story. Yeah. Well, I mean, women, they, their word wasn't even admissible in court at the time. Like it was right. not admissible. Like it was irrelevant. If a woman says something, so what? Right. And so, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. If they were, if they wanted to make a story up, if they wanted to try to falsify or, or sort of, you know, just come up with this fiction yeah, of, this yeah, he, he, rose, he rose from the dead. The last person you'd think to use during this time was a group sure. of women. Right. Like you, anybody with half a brain would be like, yeah, we're not going to. No, it was definitely Simon. And it was definitely so-and-so. Like they're, they're credible. Mm-hmm. Their, their word is admissible in court at the very least. Right. Uh, that you would not have chosen women to be your uh, sole Re, you know your sole uh, uh, you know witness person that actually saw it uh, absolutely not so that's that's uh, it's definitely a piece of uh, apologetic kind of defense of of the Christian faith of of the fact that Jesus did rise from the dead is that our first witnesses were women and we're not ashamed to say that they were women mm-hmm. because we're not trying to make up some story right. and they weren't trying to make up a story then they said this is this is how it happened I'm sorry if you don't believe it but you know yeah they could have been much more compelling if they would have used a group of men but I think the fact that they did uh, that it was women at the time in that culture, I think that is what makes it as that even much more compelling. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Right. So that's definitely why that's significant. Uh, were there other witnesses other than deli meat that I just learned about? Deli meat. Hundreds and hundreds. Within the 40 days? Yeah. So oh, within yeah. the 40 days, were there other witnesses? Absolutely. How many? Do we know how many? No, but at some point he was even in, he was in front, the Bible says that he was in front of groups of up to 500 at once. That's a lot of people. Yeah, at once. And over 40, I mean, you know, we could do the math on it. If he appears in front of 500 people at once over a 40 day period, you could theoretically say that Jesus presented himself to 200,000 people. Yep. I think I just made that up. (laughs) <laughs> well, it says, it says that Paul lists several witnesses in 1 Corinthians uh, 15, <laughs> verses 3 through 8. Uh, among Jesus' disciples, there were, there were, there were 500 other witnesses throughout uh, Jerusalem that saw him because Jesus was raised from the dead. He's raised from the dead just a stone's throw from Jerusalem. He didn't right. even go far from you know, Golgotha where they crucified him. Right. They, they brought him right over to, uh, uh, oh man, I just lost the guy's name, the rich dude that gave him the tomb, bought the tomb for him. Anyway, oh. um, so, so this rich guy buys him a tomb because he doesn't have any place to go. So he says, "You can, he can have my tomb." Uh, right. And they lay Jesus to rest there. And and then within three days, he's raised, and he's right there. I mean, it's not like a, it's not like they took him in, you know, out in the fall, middle of the woods, out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, okay, where? I mean, and then not only do they put him in a tomb that's right next to the city, they put guards there. They taped right. it, you know, put a royal seal on it. So I'd say taped it closed, like they got <laughs> duct tape. Gorilla tape. <laughs> <Gosh, laughs> yeah, they are. They've, I mean, they've they've sealed it right. Uh, because they they know that there's a a big risk to just leaving kind of unguarded like they could people could people could right. come just take him or and that's whatever. what they were worried about. That's right. That's right. Some of them's going to take him. Five hundred other story. people. Five hundred other people saw him. And I, w- one of the points that's interesting is Deuteronomy uh, in, in the Old Testament law. Uh, the Jewish law required at least two or three witnesses for something to be valid. That was all. And so so according to God, in a court. For something to be ruled on as true, all you need is two or three witnesses. Mm-hmm. And here we have 500. Right. Mm-hmm. And and yet today, people will go, oh, no, no, that didn't happen. 
Yeah, I've heard so many ridiculous like rebuttals of the resurrection. Like it's it's not even funny. One is obviously, oh, it never actually happened. It's like seriously, like we we could put people in in prison for life with less than right. one or two witnesses. Like one person sees a guy one shoot somebody, it's YouTube over. Video. Yeah, you're yeah. done. And oh, this person saw you, you're finished. And yet 500 people see Jesus resurrected, and and somehow today we have you know scholars have the gall to be able to go, oh, it didn't happen. Right. It's like wow. Did Abraham Lincoln exist? You never saw him. Right. I bet a bunch of other people saw him. Should we just discount all of those eyewitnesses to the fact that Abraham Lincoln exists? Like, come on. There's plenty of documentation out there. We have old Roman re- like crucifixion records of of Christ's crucifixion on that day. Yeah. Like these were just government records. Yeah. Like so, we know that he existed. We know he was a real person, and we have 500 people that witnessed him get up out of the grave and walk around. Yeah, Bodie Bauckham does a, a series oh, where he talks goodness. about how, like, yes. well, you can't prove it scientifically. That's not how you prove historical. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so my I goodness. Hate it. The Bible was written by eyewitnesses yeah. during the time of other eyewitnesses. So don't come to me with that, well, you can't trust it. Scientifically. Uh, Matt Chandler has an, uh, uh, just an amazing um, sort of an analogy. Not an, it's like a sort, sort of an illustration that he gives for how ridiculous some of these other arguments you know, were sort of rebuking the, the resurrection. And one of them in particular, it's called Seven Miles. If you, so if you get on YouTube right now, type Matt Chandler, Seven Miles. And it's the story about when Jesus comes uh, back from the dead and he goes uh, from one city to another that's seven miles away. And I can't remember the names of the cities. And the one that he's sort of uh, refuting, the, the theory, is that Jesus didn't actually die on the cross. He was just beaten so bad that he passed out. And he passed out to the point where he looked like he was dead. And so then they buried him, and then he got back up. He felt better in in three days. He felt better, and uh, and that's well, sort of that. But it's a legitimate theory. Like it's it's out there. That's and not not legitimate. Say it's a real theory. It's a real theory. Yes, thank it's you. It's not a legitimate theory. I'll take it's out the trash. One second. Because it's <laughs> medically impossible. Well, that's kind of what he gets at. He's just like, so you mean to tell me that a guy who just had a spike driven through his foot is now jogging mm-hmm. to a city seven miles away, mm-hmm. keeping up with this guy. Because in the text, it says that, that someone quickly approached him from behind him, like quickly approached. So, so Jesus is jogging up on a guy, walking seven miles to a city after supposedly having that spike driven through both of his feet. And then, of course, he gives a, a quick like quip. He's like, you know, when I, I step on a Lego or stub my toe, he's like, I act like my femurs come through my hip. Like, oh, no, I can't walk anywhere. Didn't they pierce his side with a spear, too? Yeah. 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 So. so there's a dude who's beaten for 40 hours. Now, all of a sudden, he's, oh, he's good. He's going to jog over to, oh, it's Emmaus. Jog to Emmaus. So anyway, look that up. Seven miles, Matt Chandler. It's good stuff. Awesome. What is the nature or substance of the resurrected body? So that's one of the other questions we've got. And maybe we might do one more question after this. We're getting short on time. Uh, Nature or substance of the resurrected body? I'm not sure I understand what that's asking for. So this question is... flesh and blood? Yeah. So this question, in a sense, is, uh, is geared towards when we're resurrected, is it this sort of like... You know, pass your hand through its spirit body. Like, could we give each other a high five, like or would they just Casper through each other? Or is this a real, tangible, physical body? Because, go ahead, you're going to say something. It's flesh and blood. I mean, when he comes in and Thomas is still unsure, he says, "Thomas, put your hand in my side," and Thomas puts his fingers in Blech. Jesus's abdomen, Blech. like you know, so gross, like dude. in Bass. in his hands, yeah. you know, like he, yeah. it doesn't say Thomas put his hand through Jesus. Yeah. It, he put his finger in his wounds. Well, if he put it through his hand, he would have gone through. Well, <laughs> boom. Oh, look at this. Look just at this one, trick, Jesus. Just one finger, not the whole it's thing. Like doing <laughs> <laughs> if you guys could have seen what I just know. happened. Remember that old school 90s where you like turn your hands upside down, you wiggle your fingers <laughs> on each side? One of those. That's what's happening, listener. <laughs> Relax. Uh, so yeah, I mean, this is a, 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 a common point that's brought up is like, wait a minute, when we're we're brought back from, from death, most people think of the afterlife or heaven as like a spiritual realm. It's purely mm-hmm. spiritual. Like you're on clouds, you got little spiritual harps and you're flying around. Uh, and yet Jesus comes back with a fully physical body. Like he's eating. I mentioned this at the beginning. He's eating. And, and yet at the same time, he's walking through walls. He can be touched. He teleports on a couple occasions and uh, he's jogging to Emmaus. And so, like, this is a, a real body that, that he's For got sure. here. It's flesh and blood. So that's the nature and substance of our resurrected body. And, and the best part of it is, uh, it, like mentioned earlier, I want to say it was, was it Romans? or It says that we're, we're putting on 
uh, the immortality. We're putting on uh, this thing that is, is no longer perishing. It's imperishable. So our bodies aren't decaying anymore. You're not getting older. You're not, your, your knee doesn't hurt anymore. Your back doesn't hurt anymore. You're not getting, you know, a sore, whatever. Your foot's not falling asleep, you know, whatever. Like all right. the goofy things that happen to us here because we have sort of degraded and, and deteriorating bodies, I guess, if you will. That stuff's not happening, which is uh, it's pretty awesome. Any of these, what, what, last one question. What do we want to answer? We've got a few more on here. Common objections. We've kind of dealt with that a little bit. Uh, let's see here. We, we talked about the alternatives. Alternative as well. So we kind of we kind of nailed down some of it, I think. I'm really interested. I really hope people write in some questions on this one because the resurrection is is one of those really hotly debated topics because everything pivots on it. Everything. It all oh, depends yeah. on whether or not Jesus actually came back. Because if he didn't, right. and Paul says this, he goes, look, if Jesus stayed dead, our faith is pointless, worthless, oh, yeah. in vain, mm-hmm. and n- nonsensical. And we're to be pitied above all people. All people, because here we are, fully, you know, all our eggs in one basket on right. that Jesus came back and that he's going to come back for me. Right. And if, and if he didn't come back, if, he, if his body rotted somewhere and, the, you know, if, and the disciples really did just kind of steal him out of there to save right. face, we're to be pitied above everybody. So that's what Paul says that he's banking on, and, uh, and that's what we're banking on too. That's where our faith is at, that Jesus did come back from the dead. So I hope we get some questions and stuff from, from people on some different things. Got any last thoughts on the resurrection, Miss Crystal? Not any short ones. Not any short ones. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. Uh, why is uh, for you, JD? Why, why is the resurrection important? He was either a lord, a liar, or a lunatic. If yeah, he didn't raise right. from the dead, like you said, there's no point. And yeah. I've never been able to, re- you know, I've never seen anyone be able to raise themselves from the dead or be raised from the dead. Like Jesus was. Yeah. So how amazing that not only did he raise from the dead, but he's going to raise us from the dead as well one day. And we'll be able to join him for all eternity in heaven. Man, that'd be awesome. You're sitting on your pirate ship. <laughs> that's so cool. Eating some gluten-free nachos. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's amazing. No, but to be able to spend eternity with our creator, with God. and Yeah. Does it get better than that? No. I don't think so. Yeah. That's pretty cool, man. Eager anticipation. That's where I'm at. That's right. It's waiting for him to come back. So he got up. He got up. I Friday yeah, dead. Right, Sunday risen. Sunday. And it's coming right up too, man. We're just before Easter, so if people that's are right. listening to this. It's not too not too far out. We'll be able to celebrate. Yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah. So if you're not plugged into a local church, now's the time. That's right. Get in there. Get in there. Good stuff, guys. Well, we're gonna cut the commercial break, and uh, yeah, we'll be right back. Can't get enough of the Hear Ye Kings? Experience brand new episodes every Monday. Unlock exclusive content and discover bonus features only at hearyekings.com. Do you have questions, comments, or maybe a crazy town story to share? Send us an email at gestures at hearyekings.com. It's jesters. That's what I said. No, jesters. Gestures. J-E-S-T-E-R-S. Jest. Whoever. And as always, connect with us on Twitter. You can follow me at Josiah D. Walker or my sidekick at Derek underscore Earl or both of us at Hear Ye Kings. Last but not least, long live the king. I remember a few years back, I really offended this girl because I talked about how gross it would be to stick my finger in Jesus's hand after all those years. <laughs> and that's oh, what people no. don't understand is she got all upset because, you know, that's our Lord and Savior. But yeah. the thing is, his body is perfect. And our yeah. bodies will be perfect in heaven. It won't be gross, bacteria filled. Like, yeah. it'll be awesome. It'll be epic. Mm. So. You know, interestingly enough, though, I, f- I do find it interesting that when he comes back in his glorified, oh, resurrected yeah, yeah. body, that he still does have those scars. Mm-hmm. Like, those didn't heal on him. Like, so in a sense, he has like an eternal mark for what he did for us. Right. So that when we go and we see him, like Paul says, face to face, unveiled, uh, that we finally get to meet Christ, uh, th- there will be one imperfection in a sense on him that, that he's got, he's got these holes Our scars and he's gone. got a scar on his side. Like that's going to be a, an eternal everyday reminder for what he did for us. And not, sure. not just like the heaven that'll be around us, like, wow, look how beautiful and wonderful this is. But then the, the only thing that'll be there that is anything less than you know, beautiful and perfect, right. which in a sense it is beautiful and perfect, mm-hmm. but uh, w- will be his scars that are still there. That's crazy. Yeah. 
That's good stuff. Well, Crystal, thank you so much for joining us this week. Yeah. Thank you. This is fun. Awesome having you on the show. You got to come on again. For sure. For sure. We got to have her on again. Got to come on again. You got to tune in again because next week we're talking about election. Oh, boy. What is election? Does God only choose some people and not others? I think it's Elizabeth Warren. I think Trump's running again, right? Oh, not that. Ele- oh, different, different election. election. I'm registered oh. to vote. Me too. <laughs> We're talking about that? God's elect. We're talking about God's election. And whether there's qualifications right. or certain things you have to do to be elected by God. Oh, boy. Did he look down the barrel of time and know you were going to choose him? Oh. Is God unfair? I don't think so. I don't I think don't so. Know. That's a question. What I do know, though, is the fireball is back. Buckle up, ladies and gentlemen. Ed Fall will be joining us next week. All right. I got to get my mute finger ready <laughs> for that guy. So I'll be taking that week off. So. <laughs> like, It'll just be I'm me never going to get him worried. <laughs> no. So, uh, he's no, a good, he's good people. I saw Ed today, and he just brightens my day. I love that guy. Very cool. So. Very cool. Well, I'm excited for it. I'm good excited, stuff. too. So make sure you subscribe. If you haven't already, subscribe to our podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, mm-hmm. wherever uh, epic podcasts are found. Follow us on Twitter. You can follow Derek at Derek underscore Earl. At your own risk. You can follow me, though I'm <laughs> rarely ever there, at Josiah D. Walker. <laughs> or both of us together at Harry Kings. Kings. Good stuff. Hey, thanks everybody so much for joining us every single week. You guys are awesome. They're coming out on Mondays, so it's a happy Monday for you. You've started your Monday off correctly. Listening to the Hear Ye Kings, it should energize your entire week and make you just feel that much better. Or if you're just annoyed, again, jesters at hearyekings.com. Go ahead, write it as all in. We love it. And uh, as always, our mission is to proclaim the message of the king. And when the culture comes out to play king of the Hear Ye Hill, we're going to take the hill every time. Why? Well, because we're the Hear Ye Kings. And energize your week with scripture. 1 Corinthians 15, 21 says, For as by a man came death, by a man has come also the resurrection of the dead. Long live our resurrected king. Mm.